welcome back to Sean Knobs and Boomsticks. No Boomsticks this week, so just Sean and Knobs. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if you were waiting, if you're looking forward to that. I literally thought it was going to go, I'm Sean, I'm Knobs, <laughs> and no Boomsticks. No Boomsticks. I don't like kitschy but, openings. But instead, you just kind of made it weird. Nah, I just, I don't like stupid, you know, like uh, TV morning show, radio it's not morning like we're the morning fucking hey, zoo, welcome dude. back to Shaw Knobs and Boomsticks. I hate that shit. Well, neither one of us are putting on a voice, so I know, we, but we, I feel like been, I am. It would have been fine. I feel like I am. And then, like, I'm Sean. And I'm Knobs. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I just want to just try to get the intro out of the way. Yeah. Try to get it out of the way as quickly as possible. Nah. Yeah, well, we would have done that, and then so we took two minutes on it. Yeah. <laughs> Discussing the intro. I hate the dreaded intro. Yeah. Well, it's not like we're keeping track with episode numbers, so. Um, I think, well, maybe on Anchor we are. <laughs> I'm not keeping track, like, mentally, yeah. no. 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 we got to be close to 50. No. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I it's, no it's almost been maybe a year-ish. No. I think it's been at least a year. I don't think so. I don't think we've no. been that consistent. We were. Well, yeah. We. I mean... I'm just saying a year since we started. Yeah, and then the, the world decided to come apart with viruses and riots and... Yeah. Yeah, so how about this? Pro tip, you should never choke anyone. Ever. You should never take your knee and bury it in someone's neck, especially after they've been handcuffed. Yes. And they're already on the ground, and their offense is trying to use a, a counterfeit $20 bill. That dude died for a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, wow. He died, and like, and the dude was unresponsive. And George Floyd, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, was unresponsive. Was... He still kept his his knee on him. And then the real coroner's report came out today, confirming surprise, surprise, he died due to asphyxiation from trauma yes. to the back of the neck. Prolonged trauma to the back of the neck, or something like that. Unlike the fake coroner's report that was like, "Oh, he had a sudden episode based on his underlying conditions." Yeah, right no. then, it, like, and everyone's bullshit alarm went off. Like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, like that's absurd. Like, even if you're handcuffed, even if you go just hold your arms behind the back, just maybe try and run a hundred feet. Right. See how well that goes. Yeah, you're not. You're not getting far. No, you're not getting far. And you're already subdued. And there's four cops there. I mean, come on, man. Yes. How does no one say, dude, what are you doing? Or push the guy off even. Like, uh, it's it's just disgusting. disgusting is the only thing I could say. Like, and like, I feel as ill as I did when he saw Mark Furman. Like, it's just, it's absurd. And that coupled with the uh, Ahmaud Arbery with the fucking. What about Trayvon Martin getting gunned in Cleveland? So. Well, I meant um, the uh, the Ahmad Arbery, like recently that guy. Yeah. You know about that down in Georgia? The three white dudes hopped in a pickup truck. Yes. Oh, that dude while he was jogging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of built up, pent up stuff coming out, and then you got, of course, the the other side. All lives matter. Blue lives matter. This, that, and the other, and it's they they really don't get it. No. They they don't get. I explained something to my younger son the other day. I was like, look, man, if you're if you see something going on with a group of oppressed people, you have the oppressed and you have the oppressors. If you want to be on the right side of things, then 
you, you're going to be with the oppre- the oppressed, not the oppressors. Yes. I mean, that's it's pretty simple, I think. It's a pretty simple way to look at things. I said another easy way to look at it is whatever side Donald Trump is on is the wrong side. <laughs> like, whatever angle he's pushing is going to be incorrect Did you ever as well. think it would get to the point where the bar is so low that you have to say you don't have to choke anybody? It's just so extreme. And like, then, so we we were watching, you and I were watching that video of that 65-year-old woman get tased, right? Kicking and screaming and hitting. Right. Driving away. Physically hitting and fleeing the scene of a crime. And meanwhile, he he didn't never pulled his gun. He never, he helped her. There's a whole longer version of that where he like helps her sit up and all the, after he tases her and get the cuffs on her, he helps her sit up and everything and asks, and he calls for EMS to make, get her checked out since she's been tased. And all this kind of shit. He didn't stand there and wait for the ambulance to show up with his with his knee on her neck. But but a black person wouldn't even think to do all that stuff. And like it's someone in, in that position, a, a black person who was getting cited for a tail light would not just fucking drive away. You know what I mean? No, like, they like, know I'd, full ima- well I'd imagine what would that's, that's probably. Oh, I probably can't even speak to that, but I'd imagine that's probably a fear, a constant. Fear. That's what, yeah, that that's that's what I mean. Like they would, they would never cross their mind to fucking just drive off like that. Jesus fucking, they they would know full well they were taking their lives, but not a sixty-five year old white woman. No, it's whose just, acts is entitled as fuck. She acted like a teenager, like a spoiled brat, nineteen-year-old that has never been in trouble for anything. Right, and I'm like, fuck you, lady. It was nice to see her get tased. It, that was a little bit gratifying. It was it was nice to see her at least get uh, something. Twice. Yeah. That was uh, the, his line. Like the, what sold the whole video for me was like, "You're gonna get it again." <laughs> yeah. So they had the protests, and then there's a lot of talk that a lot of the uh, the, the looting and whatnot was actually, uh, you know, like outside. It's uh, un, uh, unubstantiated. Well, it, it, let's say there's a lot of talk. Um, but yeah, but you know, it says people are saying, <laughs> well, there's don't, also video footage of random white dudes just walking by in like almost full riot gear, just casually breaking windows and not really doing anything right. else. And I'm sure there are agitators in there, but the, the, the significant amount, I think the, the report that I saw recently while I was watching this shit in the morning, that it was about 2% of the people actually causing the chaos. Were, oh yeah. Were that's, outside well, that's what I mean though. Is like, uh, but again, there's, uh, People saying like white supremacists even infiltrating to make try to make. See, this th- is what happens when we don't have a natural enemy. Like maybe the, we should get lions and wolves back. <laughs> At least that had something to unify us. Like none of us are scared to be eaten and we are fat and fucking slow. Well, here's the thing. We, we have a common enemy. Just most people don't know it. It's Trump. We have a guy hiding in a bunker from Americans. Yes. He's not hiding from foreign terrorists with nuclear weapons or or anything he's hiding from anger rightfully angry americans in a bunker did you ever think you would see that well yeah i mean uh, that's insane that is we are on the cusp of v for vendetta dude he, uh, like, <laughs> well i mean and, and that depends on who goes like this is probably the most pivotal vote we've ever had yeah and all right so i've always had this this thing i was like so the goal of a democracy is to have everyone have their say Majority rules. People unite and 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 vote for for whomever you think should be ru- running the country, and most people stand up for that. Now, 
if you're on the side that's trying to suppress and limiting people to vote and participate in our democracy, you're not for democracy. Again, side of oppression, not the side to be on. <laughs> the oppressor is not the side to be on. That is, again, in any movie, you would know who the villain was if that was the case. If you were watching a movie, you would know who to root against would be the person trying to do all that. Suppress voters. And, oh, man, it's... Yeah, everything's in, in quite a state now. And again, you, you got people, dude, I've seen fo posts on Facebook where, you know, what should be a peaceful protest. And I've seen a lot of video, like you said, the majority of it is peaceful protest. And you're going to have people that are going to come along and take advantage and, you know, do some looting and stuff. And they're going to try to focus on that and everything. But a lot of the videos I've seen, peaceful protests, uh, protesters yes. trying to stop people from behaving in such a manner, people well, that are trying to take advantage of the situation. Well, I mean, Killer Mike had a great speech. Oh, yeah, that like, was great. I'm I like, I, I'm like I, I wish more people would have listened to his words. Do not burn down your own neighborhoods. What's that going to solve? What's your end game there? Well, if, if I, I got to say, man, I, I don't like that they they take out like small local businesses. But, dude, yeah, take out the fucking CVS. Take out the fucking Indians team shop. Fuck those people. <laughs> like, fuck all those people. Did anybody hit a Walmart? But here's, I'll tell you what the end game is there, though. Again, they did peaceful protests. Colin Kaepernick did a peaceful protest. He got fired and blacklisted and ridiculed and told he was a piece well, of shit. It got twisted. But that's what happens. That's I, what, it's I, all well, about And perception. I know and if you have if you have like a certain media outlet that's constantly spinning dissent, no matter as long you're not team. What are they? Red? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not red, then you don't matter and your opinion's worthless because you're an entitled little shit. You know, yeah. because I mean, I got in that argument years before Trump was elected. It was like uh it was at a mini mart. And I made I was friends with the friends with the owner and we're talking. And of course, here comes this this beast on TV just spouting off bullshit, talking in circles. And I pointed out, I was like, you know, I have no idea what this dude stands for. He says absolutely nothing. And in comes around this, you know, uh, young Republican. I mean, young by like 68, 70 <laughs> comes around a corner and calls me an entitled millennial that hasn't lived through shit. <laughs> and I looked at the owner. I was like, Mike, the cocksucker driving a Mercedes just called me entitled. <laughs> Here's your money. I'm out. Now, but but going back to the some of the dude, a lot of the violence you see videos too was prompted by police. There's there's video of people just sitting on the ground and cops come up kicker in the I head. I don't know if that video is real. I uh, dude, I'm pretty this sure. This is it's the real. the one with the 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 Humvee driving down the street and they're going through the residential neighborhood and they pop the dude in the window with uh with oh I've, oh yeah that one I've seen I've seen that I, that does not seem real. Um, but the there's a lot of other videos where cops just they start. Uh, spraying people with pepper spray that aren't doing anything well, like that They're one just protest with those college kids where that dude where they had like all those memes of that that pepper spray yeah that yeah, chicken the, the, the guy face. that was casually pepper yeah. spraying everyone right there's a there's a lot of them still missing the entire point of this fucking protest and trying to stir up shit and make people look bad not realizing people have cameras on you motherfucker no there are cameras everywhere like i don't know how anyone thinks they can get away with a crime anymore but but no, I agree with that 100%. But again, there's so many more police officers that aren't acting like that. No, I get that. But again, uh, I would I would point to the fact that when, you know, 
you're part of a minority who's been oppressed and who's been dealing with all kind of violent assaults from the police for hundreds of years. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a tipping point. And I think a lot of things added to that tipping point, again, Ahmad Aubrey, And then, you know, you got the whole thing with COVID-19. You got a lot of these people, uh, a lot, a lot of, um, uh, of poor black people that are now essential workers. Yeah. And that meanwhile, and then some of them had to go, uh, some of them maybe got to get some, uh, uh, some unemployment and then they get called back to work. And meanwhile, they're like, but I was making more money on unemployment. And they're like, and, which is, that's sad for like, that they don't even make like a wage. It's just, this is the stuff I've heard from my friends and stuff. And it's like, it's upsetting. And I get, I, I don't condone violence, but I fucking understand it. And I feel like everybody judging these people for their reaction. That's exactly what it is. It's a reaction. If there's an action equal and opposite reaction, murder and then versus looting and a lot of these stores are even posting they're like look it's just stuff well we have insurance yeah we'll be fine don't look at what they're they're you know what i mean and again well it's it's the sensationalized the sensationalization of it in the media that that's what they're going to cover which is it is this 24-hour news cycle has has caused so much dissent and this has been a crescendoing event since the advent of cable news and not just not just those guys, you know, who I'm talking about, but all of them, both sides of that fence, all three of those channels, MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. That's all they cover. It's not, it's not anything that's going to be good. It's either this side sucks, this is why this side sucks. Everybody's an asshole. It's, and it's always over the same topics over and over again. Like it, it's madness. But and yep. they just breed fear. Right. And I've been saying this for years. Like the reason why they keep us scared is because fear has a very measured and calculable response. You are going to retreat. You are going to protect your own self-interest. We are the selfish, most selfish creatures ever invented on this planet. Yeah. And we're just, we're going to act impuls impulsively in people. And, you know, a lot of people that cause the descent and the, and the chaos know this know what we're going to lean towards, know we're going to give up more rights, know we're going to, to welcome this authoritarian regime, which is not fucking America. Well, again, that, that's the thing, too, is so Trump's response in his typical way where he tries to unite everybody and, and tries to restore order. Uh, and yes, that is that is sarcasm in case you didn't detect it. He declared Antifa. Which I don't really know how you a pronounce terror, that. A terror, yeah, the, terrorist, organization, terrorist organization, which get, which makes no sense for a bunch of reasons, uh, because it, they're not even organized, really. I mean, maybe they are, but you. Here's the the main problem with that. The scariest part of that basically is they can now grab people who are protesting, either pro, uh, uh, they're they're doing it with you know without violence or maybe with a little bit, <laughs> whatever. But they can grab those people, arrest them, and now charge them with terrorism yes because they can just say you're antifa because there's no way to prove or disprove no. you're antifa exactly there's no membership card there's no club there's no leader you know what i mean so that's that's horrifying that that's that's the tactic they're taking instead of again coming out trying to reassure people and say you know and that's the thing too man they tried peaceful protest uh I know they did stuff in the NBA when when Mike Brown died I can't the, breathe I can't breathe and all that and everything and instead it was just it got poo-pooed and 
you know, this and that. Stop make stop bringing p- politics into my entertainment and all that kind of well, stuff. Hey, now your entertainment's gone, and what do we have to entertain us? It's like the fucking Coliseum. It's the Thunderdome. But but yeah, but they they tried they tried to protest peacefully, and it got us nowhere. So now uh, you get to a point where you're ignored, and you get frustrated. And I say this because, again, as somebody who has reached a boiling point with people. And I've had people run over and grab me and tackle me like I was the problem when I was just reacting to something someone did to me. And they they always ignore how they were provoked. And that's yes. what people need to look at is this is about police murdering black men. That's what this is about. That's what's provoking well, people breaking glass and stealing some stuff. Well, even that, like, what's it's worse? even more frustrating is because this shit isn't new. Like, and like, I've. Well, that's what I mean. It's a boiling like, point. They hit a, a point had, where it's just it's been going on for so long and so long. We go through these cycles and they've had other protests and stuff. And now it's just again, it that's that's what happens, man. You, you keep poking well, the badger, man. Well, I mean, for us, like in just from, you know, a white dude from the suburbs, no, no, by no means an expert. But from from my point of view, it seemed like after Rodney King, things got better and then it just kind of faded away. And it really wasn't a racism thing for a long time but we didn't see it it's been front and center for so long you're like you start to think it's like fuck it was always like this right we didn't have the cameras and yeah and i think it might have got better for a short while after rodney king uh but but again now they're just acting you know again with colin kaepernick instead of you know saying you know why is this man doing this they're instead like you're pissing on the, you know they start making up all this stuff that isn't true right yeah yo, you're 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 disrespecting the flag right i was like no I, number one like you normally take a knee at points like that like no. you know it's, 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 it's not a baseball game you don't put your hand on your heart he didn't burn it he didn't piss on it he was it was like the most peaceful protest you could possibly fucking imagine and instead, he just got ridiculed. Yes, for it. Still, still without a job. Right, and that's what I mean. Is it's, it's just, it's upsetting that now they want to act like, oh, and, and now, now look, look, look what they're doing. It's like you, you did this. You, right. you cornered it, the fucking bear. Yeah, and you poked it with sticks. Yeah, like at a certain point, the circus elephant's not going to react to the stick anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, you like uh it's yeah it's, it's all upsetting and again like I, I don't condone violence but i understand it <laughs> i understand it very very much no, and i don't but, you know i don't want to say violence is, well, is the answer but at the same time if you're not gonna fucking listen and that's how america does everything anyway that's how we've achieved everything is through fucking violence so don't tell me violence doesn't work because it fucking does we oof. wiped out the fucking native americans so don't tell me violence doesn't work because <laughs> it fucking works very well <laughs> But yeah, that's my stance. But I've always been a uh, a little bit of a had an issue with a, a lot of authority because a lot of authority is fucked up. It's about keeping fucked up systems in place, racist well, systems in place, uh, can you know control systems in place. And I'm not I'm not down with that. And now Trump is literally declaring a group called anti-fascist terrorists. Who who would who would be scared of anti-fascists other than? fascist a fascist <laughs> like what the fuck all right i don't want to talk about this anymore but you can say your last piece because i don't want to just cut you off you got I something to say I, but I, I did and i lost it <laughs> I, i'm serious like, it's just it's riled up it, it's the whole situation's gross but to your point we focus on the aftermath not the cause right 
and that's the thing like you need to remember what provoked this behavior and and when and people are hurt and when they're scared they lash out that's the other thing when you're Folks, hurt and you're scared you're not you don't always react in a rational way every every everybody every, if you're willing to fight for your right to bear arms this fucking hard it's your right to vote in this country yeah vote please vote yeah i hope but yeah that killer mike speech was great and again, like he, uh, I felt that was the essence of what he was saying too. He didn't want to see people, you know, destroying stuff, but at the same time, you could tell he understood it, but he didn't want people, you know, you, you don't want people to do that. But however, people don't want their brothers to die. No, <laughs> people don't want to, you know what I mean? I think I it's just that simple. Anybody you get tired of seeing your brothers die and living in fear. That is something I've never experienced. And you know, I'm no SJW, dude. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but one I thing I've never experienced. I had people texting me all that, all, like, all over the weekend, like, dude, I hear something's going on here. I hear something's going on here. I'm freaked out. I'm no. Like, not, <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's, it's sad. Like, never thought we'd see anything like this. But then again, no one thought those kids were going to get shot at Kent State. Right. Like I said, I'm no SJW, but one thing, you know, I've been pulled over a bunch of times. I have never been afraid of getting shot and back uh, in growing up in Akron and um, I had some black friends and you know, we'd go driving around getting into shit. And if we, I remember one time we got pulled over and they all stuck their hands out the window. And I thought it was hilarious because I would never do that. That didn't even occur to me to stick. They all rolled yeah. their windows down and stuck their hands out the window. This was in the nineties. You know what I mean? This is the late nineties. Um, and like, I thought it was funny. They weren't being funny. No, it, it, and it's and it's our ignorance is like we this it's a world we don't understand. Yeah, and it sucks. Every time I hear the stories, I got you know more than a few few guys work for me that have to deal with this shit consistently, especially the young younger guys. It's it's gross. All right, but I'm done. Let's get to the happy shit. <laughs> that was a little bit cathartic for me. It felt good going to do a podcast with my wife this weekend but she passed out for like 13 hours <laughs> so we didn't get to it yesterday recharge the battery yeah uh, all right all right so this week getting to the fun stuff um oh and also yeah if you don't like what we have to say don't don't listen we don't care <laughs> like it's a, that i don't care anyway you might care i don't i if, no, if you don't like I, my stance I, mean, I i don't think like like my rules of living is don't be an asshole unless you're provoked and now don't choke anybody <laughs> yeah or just you know maybe treat treat black men the same way you treat 65 year old white women it cheap everybody like a person it's just easy because yeah. you know what we're all people just right <laughs> let's fucking rock together but yeah uh so anyway that's a sphere by the way <laughs> <laughs> all right so this week you wanted me to so i i have a huge deficit in my cinematic uh history profile like, whatever you want to call it and like that late is 80s 80s stuff and then if you narrow it down even more it'd be john candy stuff and it's funny because i like i like john candy a lot and everything i've seen him in i've enjoyed john candy but i don't think i've ever seen other i think i did no i did see who's harry crumb back in the day but i think that was 90s but uh yeah i haven't seen a lot of the, the bigger stuff uncle buck and you wanted me to watch great outdoors so i put on great outdoors this weekend I started watching. I did realize I have seen some of this movie before. Yeah, I I, I've seen the 96er scene. Uh, I, I remember the raccoons talking to each other. I'm so going to buy that shirt. Um, I ate the old 96er. <laughs> you should get that. Uh, 
Dan Aykroyd's in it. John Candy's in it. Script by John Hughes. John Hughes was man. He was the man back in the eighties, man. Even like his stuff that all those movies are tight. Like they're they move. They get to the point. They get through. But yeah, I I didn't like one hundred percent get through this because I've seen it before and I I just I wasn't really laughing. Like I got I, I heard I finally understand where uh lips and assholes comes from is that the phrase <laughs> yeah. lips and assholes that everybody says i'd never heard that before in i'd never seen that part of the movie hot dogs lips and assholes uh but john candy's i forget he said something to that back to him that was way funnier than the lips and assholes comment <laughs> i forget what yeah. it was though fuck but it was really funny um well i mean growing up and being in situations where you have a bunch of families together now this was only two families but like I had like that's almost the experience where there's always that dude that no one fucking liked that's there. Yeah. Just like it feels like an interloper in the group. So uh, maybe that hit a little more home for me. The creepy daughters. Um, I don't know if their arc ever panned out. Uh, I didn't I'm I didn't finish the movie because I, I said to Maggie. So I put the movie on and that song started playing. What's the song? Yakety Yak starts yeah. playing. And as soon as I turned it on. And I, again, I've been with my wife for 20 years. We've lived together for almost 20 years now. As soon as that came on, she wasn't sitting with me. She was sitting at, at her desk working, but she heard that song come on. She's like, are you watching The Great Outdoors? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And we, no, mind you, she has never put this movie on. We have never watched it, even in like bits and pieces, fragments. And then I'm watching it. I'm getting through it. And I'm like, does this get funny ever? And she's like, no. I was like, okay. And that's why I turned it off. So sorry, John. But she didn't find it that funny. And me and her have the same sense of humor. Uh, and it, that's, that sounds really harsh because I, I didn't hate it by any means, but I hate watching a comedy. It doesn't make me laugh. I've talked about that before, but I can tell what the jokes are and when I'm supposed to be laughing. It's but if I also that era's jokes, like it back right. in the time that came, those are a lot more edgy, so, especially that scene at the uh, scene at the bar. You didn't laugh when they were taking pictures with the dead dude. That was kind of funny, but it was also, it was just super predictable because I've, been around movies forever now granted in 1988 or 89 whenever this came out that was probably yes but it was immediately i was like is that guy fucking dead but it was what was actually funny was when the guy was like yeah he died in the car on the way over here like he already knew and you brought I thought, him in <laughs> like that's what was <laughs> that's what made it funny instead i thought it i thought they were going to go a different direction where they're like oh my god he's dead but instead it was they just like moved on <laughs> yeah they like just, just <laughs> they left him there to tell anybody else <laughs> kids go wash your hands uh no, there. I mean, there were there were some funny moments. I don't. I I'm not shitting on it by any means because I, I I really John Candy had a really he has some really subtle, yeah responses, to, especially because Dan Aykroyd's character is very much boisterous. Yeah, he's like a stereotype, you know, come to life kind of thing. The the fast talking salesman with his cell phone in you know 1988 or whatever it was. And uh, I did like when he was telling the bear story. Uh, around like a, that comes full circle by the way oh i think that was funny when he's telling them i'm like oh they're gonna encounter that bear later yeah so instead of shooting it's that's had like the bald bear now it's the bald bear ass bear <laughs> it shoots it in the ass and pulls his ass hair off but i i still want to watch uh uncle buck um so you missed the big bear big bear chase me they're running through the woods <laughs> yeah wait no well yeah and yeah, the yeah. bear's jumping on him on the, he's under the door yeah, I didn't see. I saw a different bear encounter where he's the like, bat scene didn't get you either. He's like, they're uh, chasing. The, the, that's what Tommy Boy was based off of that scene. I don't know if I the, even got that far. Well, that's like halfway through the movie where a bat is in the house and they're swinging around trying to catch it. <laughs> no, I did. I did catch a bat in my. It's on my face. It's on my face. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't. And it was. It was very. There's something very comforting about that 80s 
feeling movie though you it, know what i mean movies from that era just have a certain feel to yeah, them like aside from the fashion and the setting there's just a way something with the cinematography and the lighting and everything and the pacing that's just yeah. so 80s that it's very formulaic that it's it's almost you know like when a, the beats are coming it's almost like a security blanket though you're just like you know what you're in rem- for and every time i watch it i go back to being that little kid sitting on the floor watching it and that's the other thing i was thinking that too i was like i probably would love this in 1988 yep i think as a as a kid i think i would have loved that movie i didn't have the opportunity to see it and i, I remember wanting to see it i remember seeing the poster and the commercials and uh but yeah i never i never got to go see it uh so yeah and, and i i don't want my the way i'm talking about it to sound like i mean i know that's what it sounds like like i'm shitting on it but i'm really not this is more has to do with where i'm at in life now well trying to revisit 80s movies that have no nostalgic value to me whatsoever i i'm really curious what your what's your reaction will be to captain ron especially that you actually love kurt russell love i have an unnatural man love for kurt russell <laughs> I fucking love that dude. I had a Kurt Russell, John Carpenter appreciation day party once. He's like, I do. That love- was before I even knew you. Yeah. <laughs> how's that? How long ago that was? And then we watched all four, all four of their movies together, not including the Elvis movie that they did. Cause I don't, I've never seen that. I have no interest in that. Which one? 3000 miles of Grace- Graceland. No, they, it was like early in Kurt Russell. It was like, oh, it was like I the know first one. movie they did together. That wasn't blue suede. Was it? I have no idea, but they did an Elvis movie together and that's how they met. But I, I, you know, I'm talking escape from New York, escape from LA, the thing and big trouble in little China. That's a hot banger of a list. Yeah. And we, and that's not counting the Tarantino, like how, like his little, like uh Russell Assance with, uh, with Quentin Tarantino yeah. brought him right back into the mix. Well, dude, I even liked, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I fucking hate Paul W.S. Anderson, but I even like that soldier movie he was in. Did you ever see that? I did. And I it's hated not a good it. movie. I hated <laughs> it the first time I saw it. Yeah. And then the second time I caught it again on cable, I'm like, all right, I see what they're doing here. This is still not very good. It's not good, but I, I like Kurt Russell in it, even though he barely speaks. You know, he's he's but I, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it because it reminded me of the video games of that era of like halo and all that kind of stuff you know the almost silent protagonist yep. and all that it was just it fits in there it's wow, very much how a awesome movie, would that though. be if uh master chief with kurt was kurt oh Russell. my god that'd be amazing <laughs> fuck that dude has so much personality like in his fucking hair follicles like he's just, just bursting with it in that hairstyle so like it's like that nice like that 80s quaff like yeah. that all like the leading men have like yeah. Mel Gibson, like Lethal Weapon Mel Gibson. Yeah. It's feathered and it's beautiful. Right. Like, I don't know how hair does that. <laughs> it was quite a time. Quite a time. And I have the mane to support that, but I don't know what it would take to get there. Yeah. Take a lot of teasing and brushing and blow drying. I ain't got time for that shit. No, no, that, no thanks. Uh, But yeah, so... um. Yeah, I didn't get through because I just wasn't really laughing. I, again, I could see where the jokes were. And I wasn't it wasn't the same as watching Ghostbusters where they were like painfully bad or anything. Yeah, it was in by Ghostbusters 2016, just to clarify. Uh, but it was just more it was just very rote. And again, it's because I've probably seen a lot of movies that were influenced by movies. Yes. Like that. So, you know what I mean? It's it's not it's I'm not slamming that movie, but I do still that being said, I do still feel like it was kind of one of those things where. They're like, so did you miss all the the early Michael Douglas like action movies like Jewel Denial? Yeah, I've never seen any of those. Ooh. Romancing the Stone, yes. never seen any of those. Romancing the Stone is great, but I feel like this was one of those things where 
studios came to John Hughes. We're like, you got any scripts? He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And because he was just shitting out scripts, yep. basically. And some of them were brilliant. Some were middle of the road. This is one of the more middle of the road ones. It was like, it was like it, a B entry. It's competent. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it is. It's, it's nothing wrong with the movie. You know what I mean? It's filmed fine. The actors are great. And, uh, yeah, but again, you know, John Hughes was like a gold mine back then. So I feel like it was just one of those things he's just kind of pulled out, kind of blew the dust off of it and was like, uh, see what you can do with this. And they're like, cool, here's yeah. $300,000 or whatever yep. the fuck. Yeah, get John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bam. Yep. Let's go. That's you know what movie I did see in the 80s? Uh, because they somebody rented it. My buddy Steve, uh, his older brother rented it when he had a bunch of friends over and I was over to hang out with Steve. Back in the day, we used to rent movies. Yes. And he rented uh, a movie called Spies Like Us. And I really liked that movie. Oh. Yeah. So that's one of those weird. That's a random 80s movie that so, I saw close to when it was hey, out. When was the last time you seen Spies Like Us? Uh, probably then. <laughs> probably back then. And that was my introduction I, to Kelly Preston. I was like, this chick is hot. <laughs> I wonder. I, so I wonder what your reaction would be to watch that again now. Right. To see if it if it pulls on those threads that you had when you were a kid. Right. And then... Uh, I barely remember. I literally only remember the Kelly giant, Preston. the giant suits, the, the snow suits. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't remember any of the plot. Um, who was that? Like Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I remember Chevy who, Chase, Dan Aykroyd. OK. And, uh, and then Kelly Preston. I was like, that chick's fucking hot. And that's that's like the extent of what I remember of that movie. And I, I remember more about the circumstances I saw the movie under because it was so rare that I got to see a movie that I remember them selecting movies. They let us pick out a movie. We picked out fucking Big Trouble in Little China. And Tron, and yeah, like we, yeah, and I got to see both those movies Everything. around that time. It's great cover art on all three of those. Oh, dude, I watched Tron recently. I fucking love that. Is another yeah. not great movie that I just love. And again, maybe if I hadn't seen it back then, I remember watching that on a crappy CRT TV yeah. where I had to play with each individual knob on the the pitch, the color, yeah, to get everything to go just right. And I could never get <laughs> never get that TV not to after fifteen minutes to roll. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. And they got to go back after it and get all the dials right. Damn. With the little plastic screwdriver that was in the little door. What is the deal that, like, that's just, even modern, uh, I guess they don't make CRTs anymore, but like the most modern CRTs didn't have that problem. What the hell was that problem? <laughs> like, what was that all about? Why? I, how did they get that completely? Because you never had to adjust that shit again. Like, I, even in the 90s, you didn't have no. to do that shit. Well, that was the, that was the technology of the Trinitron. This was old tube TVs. Well, that's uh, what I'm talking about. CRTs, the, though. Well, yeah, CRT, but it had the way it produced pictures. I forgot what it was called. I watched a whole video on it. Um, but the rolling and horizontal lock were never a static thing. It had to be something like tuned like a radio to get the frequencies to match up to form the image. And always the uh, the vertical, yeah, no, the horizontal lock was the one that would just continue to rotate if it wasn't it just, just set just right. And it was a pin. That where you're turning, and if that pin got wore out, you you had a bad connection, which would cause the rolling. Huh. Then they or got, I could have just made all of that up. Well, I'm just I'm just listening because I'm like, man. And so, what did they do to fix it? Is well, what I'm wondering. The way the CRT was, the way the way um, the Trinitron, like their technology, had like the the RBG mesh on top of so it. So you're saying Trinitron came at this was newer technology. This is before what? Trinitron. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, so Trinitron, Trinitron was, pretty much solved this issue. Okay, gotcha. 
So I assume Trinitron has something to do with like three colored lights or something or the way they beam onto the something. It, it's, it's, if you go really close to Trinitron TV, like it has like this, this weird hexagonal. Oh yeah. No, I, yeah. With the little bl- yeah. red, red, green, blue, yeah, red, yellow, That grid blue. is static and there's no shutter. Oh, that's okay. moving back and forth between two. That's I why remember you, getting really close to my that's TV why, and this when you that. see scan lines, it's the shutters. Okay. Interesting. It's all very interesting. Should check out that guy's YouTube channel. Technologies <laughs> Connections. The guy is, is awesome. Technology connections. That would that's very interesting to me. They did really great stuff with uh like it was did some things with the VCR and the technology. Did a like five part series on the failed technology of the video discs. Yeah. The where they actually tried to imprint vinyl records right. ended up with some weird metal alloy that played or looked like a record. You know, pre laserdisc and it had digital selectable things. This yeah. was developed in the seventies. I remember finding those at the exchange. I remember we talked about those a little bit when I discovered those in a box at the exchange, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, like I didn't even know that existed until I stumbled across this guy's videos. Yeah, and and I'm a sucker for TV technology, video technology too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I always thought, like I thought the next evolutions of the 4K Blu-rays was were going to be this thing called uh, a nano disc. Which actually, you know, I think it carried like almost a terabyte's worth of information on a CD, Damn. CD size carriage, and then we went to digital, and that just that made that point moot. Hmm. And that was just one layer. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. Everybody wants backwards compatibility, though. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> Play almost. stuff we already played. Do you remember, like? Uh, vhs dvd combo players <laughs> yes i never had one shockingly older people seem to have those my, my in-laws had one i remember yes and, oh, and, the, and plus the cdr the dvd writer with <gasps> it would rip the vhs's to a dvd that never got played ever again it never got <laughs> labeled uh great can't wait to stumble across grandpa's sex tape on dvd <laughs> on dvd Woo! baby uh that's funny but yeah, like uh, like stuff like that holds those weird emotions that you really can't that are you really can't rationalize why you feel this way about certain movies. It's nostalgia. It's it's sentiment. That's I mean, I get it. Like dude, like when I watch Batman, which I love, Batman '89, like it's not a great movie, but like when you it, I time travel when I watch that thing. Oh, I remember that I go, whole summer. I go right back into that theater, seeing that 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 camera move where it goes inside the bat symbol. Yeah, it's like this is amazing. What is this HBO? Because <laughs> HBO used to have <laughs> right. that that scene where it would zoom in and have like the fast like track lights and then right. like zoom out and then the HBO symbol. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't see that in the theater, but I, I did. I used to watch a commercial every morning, and I got to see it the next year. I had a na- cool neighbor who would rent it and stuff. I might have seen it even later that year, but I think I saw it the next year. I remember watching it all summer the next summer. Uh, but yeah, I I just there was so much Batman stuff everywhere that year. It was like the first oh. time I had ever seen not Batman merchandise in general. I'd seen Batman merchandise, but like it was fucking everywhere. Like I couldn't even explain right now. If, if there were pins on the counters, what was Batman with that time in trading card games? Everything had trading cards, like yes, baseball cards. Yes, and I, yes, I had Batman movie cards and and. Uh, yeah, trading cards and man, everything. But Batman everywhere. It was fucking everywhere that summer, and it was just coming at me from all angles, and I couldn't get enough of it, <laughs> and, and and I couldn't even see the movie, and I felt like I had anyway. 
So let's talk about another fun comic book movie. What's that? Uh, Dick Tracy. You want to get into Dick Tracy? Let's get into Dick Tracy. Did you Tracy. watch it? I did. So what do you think on this viewing? Uh, I felt better about it. Yeah. Al Pacino is fucking incredible. Isn't he? It's, like, isn't he fucking? It's, fuck. It's everybody in that movie is in a list. Perfectly yes. cast. Dude. Uh, and here's the thing. They did Sin City before Sin City was a thing. Thank you. Yes. That's what I was. That's the vibe I was getting from this. I was like, dude, this is a. This is 1990. This is the year after Batman. But they were filming this, you know, while Batman was out. So they couldn't really be influenced too much, although they, they did snag up Danny Elfman for the score. And yep. I'm pretty, I'm like 100% sure it's because of Batman. However, Warren Beatty was a huge Dick Tracy fan. He grew up with the comic strips. He did everything he could to get that, to get the License, rights to yeah. make that movie. And then he was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have like six colors in this movie, basically. <laughs> and they're going to be bright primary colors, just like in the comic strip. And it's going to be lit a certain way. It's going to be shot a certain way. And I I went and saw that. Like, that was one of those things I I, I figured out the whole bus system so I could go see that behind my mom's back because I was so excited. But I was 13. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to get to the movie theater and see this. And I did it. But uh, and I, what I didn't appreciate then, I, I liked the movie OK, but I was like, ah, there's too much romance and blah, blah, blah. But I watched it again recently and I was blown away by this fucking movie, dude. I was absolutely. I, I don't away. know how those prosthetics look that good on everybody. Dude, everybody like little face and and prune flat face, top, prune face. Everybody looked great, and this is blown up. You know, in 1080, it's not in 4K yet, but I can't wait to see it in 4K with those colors popping. But um, this <laughs> is Dick Tracy's uh, jacket in HDR. It's got to right, be blinding, dude. But the, like you were saying with Sin City, I was like, dude, some of the angles of the shots are just like it. I'm, I'm saying yes. like, especially some of like the larger scene set pieces they did, like where they had like the one cartoon cut out where they knock in that one. Yeah, uh, the shack, the back shack and back and forth. I was like, oh, but they did. They took the time to inlay the fight going on in the building. I was like, that's really clever. Yeah, you could see a little bit of the action. And then uh, but the shots on the streets with the wet street and the, the, the color saturation, I was like this is just like someone took a crayon to sin city yeah like they fucking nailed that movie man i i fucking love that movie now and it was always just kind of a, like and I that had, succeeded where like the movie like the spirit fails yeah or even again i was kind of thinking about joel schumacher and like batman forever and batman and robin i feel like he was well i feel like he was inspired by the 60s show but i feel like with the neon colors he was trying to do some kind of and he failed miserably at it yeah. this movie just walks that line where it's not campy you know, it's but it's a throwback but still it's to saccharine like saccharine and sweet too at the same time. Right, it's a throwback to movies from the 30s and 40s, but without without making fun of it. You know, without being goofy about it. It, it well, really walks that line brilliantly. And I don't think that cast works without Warren Beatty. Oh yeah, like he did like that deadpan, like just that go to dude. And even like I like I enjoyed the. Uh, you know the girlfriend side of it too like yeah, especially, time, we get, yeah. especially we get what <laughs> this time i did yeah yeah especially <laughs> after he got caught like when he got caught kissing madonna and i'm like oh dude dude how about how about some of the double entendres going on there oh yeah there was a ton of them and it stuff flew right over my head as a kid the, my favorite one is when madonna is outside the door her character's name is breathless mahoney and he's waiting for his girlfriend tess trueheart to get back with ice cream and he says something to her. He, th he thinks it's Tess. And he's like, oh, what kind of ice cream did you get? And then he opens the door and it's Madonna. And she's like, she says, this is what she says. It's not verbatim. But she's like, she's like, uh, uh, 
peach and it's dripping or something. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And it's a little, and it's a little drippy. Yeah. And I'm like, like holy <laughs> shit. How did that get by the sensor? I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. I was blown away by that. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's peaches and cream or something. Yeah. yeah. Like it yeah. was, and it's starting to leak or something like, like that. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's frothy. <laughs> that is filthy, dude. That's filthy in a PG movie. And you can see Madonna's nipples. Did you see Madonna's nipples? I did see Madonna's you nipples. You can see Madonna's nipples through her dress at one point. Very much. Not yes. like little kid me where I would like, I'm pretty sure I saw a nipple. This was like legit, like, yeah, holy no, shit. It, it was like full frontal, like almost yeah. like animal house. And I'd never noticed that before. You'd think I would have noticed that as a kid. I didn't, but I didn't own the movie till till later in life and i like i said never really watched it a lot or anything like that but two thumbs up on that ahead of its time i guess and again i thought like the matte backgrounds played so well because they're going for that comic they weren't yeah. going for realistic they were going for that it, no again that walking proved, that line it proved that point back then that that would work but i don't think the audience was ready for that movie no they weren't and i i wasn't even either i it wasn't a huge hit and it didn't really come to fruition until sin city Right. Like Sin City was like, like, we're going for it. And then all everybody came out in droves. Right. It was, again, it, you can be ahead of your time and it's a shame. But man, I look back on that movie now and I'm just, I was blown away by, by Dick Tracy. That was a, a really fun movie. It's just, and again, just the shots, the, the um, set design. You know, everything involved, the colors of those cars. Jesus, that scene in the basement where he gets trapped with that boiler is yeah. so bright. Yeah. Like uh, the guy sits down at a red table and I'm like, hey, right. what part of this room is threatening? <laughs> oh my God. Don't forget fucking Dustin Hoffman is mumbles. Dustin Hoffman is dude. The, everybody. James Kahn is in it for like two minutes and yeah. he's great. <laughs> like the same thing. Like the, the, the one dude that always plays the Italian gangster gets floated down the street with cement. Yeah. Oh, what is that guy? He was in Goodfellas, right? What uh, Mandy Potemkin or oh, Mandy Potemkin? I was thinking is, like, uh, is the eighty is what eighty eight keys? Eighty eight keys. The fucking names are amazing. Yeah. Uh, who's that one guy? Mira Sorvi- Paul Sorvino. I thought maybe was in it. Was he the guy with the lips at the beginning that they? Or, yeah. Okay. Was that him? Okay. Um, Where's lips? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fucking Al Pacino. I did not appreciate his performance as a kid and as an adult. Oh, when he's doing the dance with all the girls, I'm like, <laughs> this is the one of the best things I've ever seen. When he's banging on the table, I am the law. And just yeah. like, man, he's just fucking. Woo-wee. Oh, and they see it they, where they see the coffee dripping from bugs. Yeah. The, the guy doing the bugs is called Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like just the way he's like pointing up and like right. doing like just leaning into this crazy ass fucking makeup. And he got uh, Warren Beatty assembled this crazy and they were all in. Everybody yes. was like 110% into their role, which is crazy cuz again, back then this was this hadn't been seen like, before. Like this is how Al Pacino's been acting for like the last 20 years. <laughs> it started here. Right. Yeah, it was man, it's it's fucking crazy. But I feel like all those guys they were of a certain age that they grew up from movies from that era, so they appreciated that. And they were, that's what they drew from. I'm guessing. I'm, I didn't, yeah. I didn't read or, or hear that anywhere. It but. felt like the love letter, like once upon a time in Hollywood is. Yeah. Like it just felt like that's of that era. Right. And now I'm like, I want a new Dick Tracy movie. That's where I'm at now. I want a brand new Dick Tracy movie. This was never going to happen. Yeah, I know. Warren Brady, Warren Beatty still has the rights to the, to do a sequel or to, to, he has the cinematic rights to Dick Tracy. How old is Warren Beatty now? He's got 120. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but I just mean like, hopefully he would be like, we'll cast someone else. <laughs> but 
I mean, hopefully, dude, Army Hammer, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nailed yeah, it. dude. He looks, he looks like the cartoon Dick Tracy yes. more than Warren Beatty does, even. For sure, he's got that crazy jaw. Um, yeah, dude, that was wasn't that a fun little trip though? Yeah, once you. Yeah, well, in the granted, like I caught it probably like the worst moment to catch that movie it was right that that scene in in his office where she's being subdued by Madonna. I was like, I do, I, I'm out. I don't want to yeah. watch this now. And that's also one of those movies though too, like because of its its very distinct tone. It's not necessarily something you you want to watch casually. I don't know. It's it's something more that you have to. You be can't like, have I'm that on the background, this. right? Like you like you you're there to watch that movie and you will enjoy it. Right. But if you're just, if you coming through and you catch that at any part, you're like, what the fuck is right. this? It just doesn't, it, it doesn't absorb you. It's like watching Popeye. Like if you don't catch Popeye from the beginning, that movie's <laughs> a tough pickup. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that really blew me away though, that how much I enjoyed that movie. And now I'm like, man, and there's rumors there's going to be a 4k release of it next year on disc. I will buy that. Oh, I will absolutely buy that. Would love to see that re redone remastered in, in 4k hdr i think that'd be fucking brilliant we ever gonna get speed racer in 4k right dude i i yeah. my brain has just been amped to see that yes that's another one man bright and colorful and real throwback to the cartoon what a fucking underrated movie that is uh, yeah, did you see anything else different anything else fun dude i Still on a Hellboy kick. I've been reading a lot of Hellboy comics. Uh, I heard I've read an article that Moon Knight's stealing everybody's powers in the Marvel Universe. Oh yeah, yeah he just took the Iron Fist. Huh. I guess he's wrecking Avengers right now. <laughs> Moon Knight. So huh. I might have to check that out. That's interesting, because that dude has no powers pretty much. Well, it kind of it depends on who's writing him. Well, but, it depends on how crazy he is that week. Well, Whether yeah. he took his meds. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it depends on who's writing him. Sometimes he has like the power of, of Kung Chu or however you say it, Kanchu, the fist of Kanchu. But other times he's just kind of like a regular dude who's just a little crazy. Yeah, schizophrenic Batman. Or or a lot crazy. Uh, well, he's got multiple personalities, I think. Yep, he does. He has like three, at least three different personalities. He's got, yeah, pretty sure. But um, you played any games lately? Nothing new. No, no. Oh, well, well, dude, my fucking external hard drive died on my Xbox. So what? Yeah. I had a four terabyte external hard drive with the majority of my games. So now I have. 13 games on my Xbox <laughs> because I lost four terabytes of games that I've, you know, I, I didn't lose them forever, but you know what I mean? Like yeah i it can reinstall them and all that but you know it takes forever did i tell you this i don't know if i told you i might have mentioned this last week but fucking modern warfare takes up 184 gigs yes, we did talk about this i'm still on about that so i can't even that would take up my entire hard drive my entire internal hard drive if i installed that basically you no wonder those guys only play that game they don't <laughs> yeah. have an opportunity to play anything else yeah that would take up like that i couldn't believe it I was, and i went and looked at everything that was installed like did i double install something somehow what is I, going on I, dude i swear to you, i think that game just writes over itself and just makes it bigger instead of writing over it it just adds to it right right instead of right instead of replacing it's really stuff. like three versions of the game successfully successfully involved or installed in the same order it's all like so they can peel it back if they have to uh, they fuck up a patch or something, but um, yeah, you were you were telling me about Darksiders. Why don't you tell a listener about your Darksiders? Holy travail? shit! All right, so let's preface this, preface this here. 
I really like the Darksiders universe. Like I like it a lot. I yeah. love the aesthetic. I love the characters. All the voice actors they got are perfect. Some of the best demon voice work I've ever heard. So anyway, so I am probably on the home stretch of this game now. I'm finally getting all the final powers. I found out after playing the game for a couple months that there's an upgrade tree that I didn't even know fucking existed. Yeah. So, of course, I filled that up, and now I'm <laughs> way more powerful, and I'm kind of caking my way through this because I was grinding out the game thinking I had to earn levels. No, you just upgrade your fucking powers and make yourself stronger for whatever level they say you think shit's at. Anyway, I finally got one of the last... Uh, last kind of environmental and act inter interactive powers for strife and it's you go to this little platform a little electricity ball and then you turn into a little floaty ball let me preface fucking floaty <laughs> so and then you have to go through a metroid style like alley puzzle to like environmental puzzle to get to the other like power the node that you got to run into so i get this i was like oh cool finally now i can backtrack i can go back to the third level and get these extra boat boatsman coins and power-ups that i missed because it's going to open up more areas and previous levels and i'm like awesome all right so i'm just gonna do all the puzzles in this in this area and then move on an hour and a half later <laughs> I'm still on the first fucking puzzle. Jesus Christ. I hate that. And I refuse to let this beat me. I've done that. And I am furious. I'm fuming. I'm rage texting Sean because you were mid stroke right in what happened there. Like I was. <laughs> I could tell. You're just. I was just this. I was just losing. Like, John's, my John's having a moment. Fucking mind. So not only does the thing spawn in which direction strife is facing. So if you're facing the wrong direction, the ball is going to be going the wrong goddamn direction to start with. Gotcha. And the controls go from not moving enough to flying across the screen. <laughs> Jesus and then Christ. you're like, uh, okay. Uh, so, so I just got a tap move. Okay. So just like old school racers, uh, I just fucking hate tap. That. Like, okay. So tap. And then you, if you double tap, it overcorrects and you, and it's one hit in the wall and you're done. Problem number one, problem number two there are random environmental shits that goes across your point of view, so you can't see where the invisible death wall is. God damn. Problem number three. <laughs> is there stuff poking up in the background that you could run into that stops your progress? God damn. That's a lot. Did you look at any of and this up to see puzzles. if anybody else was struggling with this? No, every video <laughs> I saw, this is look cake. This is real easy to use. <laughs> they don't fuck up one time. And I don't see a cut in the goddamn video. This guy has a perfect run. No herky-jerky movement. No overcorrected. And the guy even does a 180 just to show me up for watching his goddamn video. So... I'm playing this and then I get to the, get to this part and I, I get through this and it's like an hour and a half later, I get fucking done. I'm like, all right, I can't wait never to do that again. Yeah. This puzzle I got my P it didn't even need to do that area I was in too. Which made it even Ooh. All I got was a health upgrade third, like not even a whole <laughs> health upgrade. You did all that? I got a third wait, of a so health upgrade. Was it essential to your progress? And no. then you got a part of a health upgrade. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so on top of this, so you imagine me like I am just like my head's exploding. Yeah. I'm like, fucking great. All right, moving on. And I get down, go down one area, just progress. And then I have another one of these fucking puzzles. And I'm like, holy shit. So now I've gotten a little bit better. This one only took me 45 minutes to get through. God damn. I was on this level for shit you not four hours. <laughs> was the other one at least essential? Did you have to go through that one to progress the game? Yes, oh, that okay. one I need to get through. Oh, okay. But then that led me into a boss fight, which was really fun. I was like, okay, I'm back in. I go back to their life. And then the puzzle I was trying to do before was even worse. Like, wow. I'm just like, and every now things are moving and I got to time shit and I can't oh, control man. how. And the thing picks up speed uncontrollably. <laughs> By the time you get to the end, you're like holding on at the bottom of your right roller skates falling off. Like, you're like, oh, again. and then you miss and you hit just to the left of the target. Oh, man. Do you ever do like have a thing like that in a game and if you, you give up and then like the next time you pick it up, you fucking coast. Oh, yeah. It. Isn't that weird? That happened to me on a couple when I was trying to do the speed room on Shadow Complex. Like, this is impossible. I'm never going to get this done in four minutes. This is bullshit. There's no way anyone can do this. And then the next time I did one shot and got it, I'm like, what the fuck. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Isn't that weird? I think it happens when you go to sleep. Yeah. And your mind connects all those little chevrons into place and you go through the Stargate and it's fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I was, I, I would do, I started streaming it because I was, I was hilariously losing my shit. <laughs> People do like to see that. I mean, that's like, that's I just like, I didn't tell anyone I was streaming. I think I was, you're the only one. It's like, so I wanted you to see this. And when you're done here, I'm going to pull it up so you can experience it. <laughs> I don't want to. So I'm not it. fucking crazy. The, this is no icon of sin bullshit. <laughs> the icon of sin. Oh, that's great. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what do you want to do next week? I kind of want you, I, I'm going to push you, Captain Ron. Captain Ron. If I can find Captain Ron, I'll watch Captain Ron. I have Captain Ron. Okay. On DVD. I was going to say, that's not a movie that it sounds like they put on Blu-ray ever. No. I could see the cover art in my mind with the bright orange lettering. Yep. I, I know I've seen that, but yeah, I wouldn't mind watching Captain Ron. I'll watch well, Captain Ron. We'll just pull in somewheres and ask directions. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, that that's our time, fellas. That's awesome. Ladies and gents. So we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks uh, for listening. Be safe out there. Yes, be safe. Look out for each don't other. Don't be an asshole and don't choke anybody. Just everybody be good to each other and fuck the police. Everybody be cool.